You hear it all the time, improve your movement quality, quality over quantity. And when you really start focusing on that, all of the other products and outcomes that you're striving for really happen. You get stronger, you get faster and more powerful, more explosive. And just the bottom line is you start to see the progress that you want to see. So let's focus in on what we need to do to improve the quality of the way that we're moving. Stay tuned for this episode because I'm going to go over five basic movement or training fundamentals that you really want to focus on that will help to elevate the way that you're moving and it will carry over into all of the training things that you're doing, even your sports that you're participating in. So listen into this one. You'll definitely want to take these five tips and apply it to what you're doing right now. Welcome to the HNL Movement Podcast, where everything is geared to leveling up your performance in activities, sports, and life. Join me in my professional journey as I share my knowledge and experiences while also learning from professionals, colleagues, clients, and you with one goal in mind, how to optimize human performance. This is the right place to learn how a multidimensional approach will sustain the performance and lifestyle you desire. Welcome back to the HNL Movement Podcast. We're here for another episode. It's a new week. For all of my returning listeners, thank you again for tuning in. And for all of the new listeners out there, you're in the right place to hear about all of these topics that help you along your journey to optimize your performance and reach all of the goals that you're striving for. For everyone out there, if you haven't heard the previous library of episodes, go check that out. There's been a lot of great guest interviews, people sharing their stories that we can all take something away from and apply it to our own journey. I've also covered a lot of solo topics dealing with injury prevention things, strength and conditioning, performance training, and even sports nutrition topics, all geared again to helping you to elevate your performance. Also, be sure to check out my YouTube channel. Video highlight clips of these podcast episodes have been going up daily, so you get to see short snippets that match the audio content that you're listening to. And also, I'm putting up a lot more new topics, educational, informative content that will really help you with training, learning more about training concepts, how the body moves, how we can train smarter, train harder to achieve all of the goals that you set out for yourself. And on top of that, I'm starting to get way more active on social media again. So stay tuned for that. You can follow me. All of my handles are at HNL Movement on Instagram, Twitter, trying to get a lot more content out there to get more information out there. Things that I'm learning, things that I've tried or experienced, and things that I think will help you to improve your training regimen, what you're doing, how to really achieve that optimal performance level again. With that, let's get straight into today's episode. And this is something that I should have done this a long time ago, actually, but these are some basic fundamentals. This is outside of the variables of loading more weight, doing more resistance, doing more plyos, working on conditioning, working on endurance, agility, speed. It's outside of all of that. These are just basic fundamental principles or concepts that I apply whenever I'm looking to improve the quality of how someone's moving. Just making the body or teaching the body how to move more efficiently so that they can maximize whatever the intervention or training regimen or exercise in front of you that will really help you to train and get prepared for your sports or your activities. So these five training fundamentals, let's start with point number one, what I always try to look for, assess, and continually monitor as you go through your training, however long that is, however long your journey is. The first fundamental concept is mobility. Mobility can provide a lot of information. It's almost like telling a story of what your body's been through, previous injuries, how you're moving, what muscle compensations or imbalances you have, strength deficits or areas that are stronger. 
It can provide a lot of information in that regard to tell that story. So mobility, I want to just emphasize here. I'm not going to go too in depth. I've had other previous podcast episodes that dove deeper into this topic. But mobility, I want to just emphasize to get away from just. I have a mobility restriction. All I need to do is stretch, because a lot of times it could be a lot of other influences that are determining why you are restricted, why your muscles are getting tight, why your joints getting tight. And I think mobility is something that we constantly need to work on. But it's not only in terms of just stretching alone. Mobility is something that we need to incorporate into our movement. We need to have active control of our range of motion. We need to have adequate strength at end ranges of motion. We need to utilize full range of motion. Whenever we're doing certain tasks, it might not be every single exercise task. But when we talk about our movement capacity in life, in sports, we need to make sure that we're utilizing the mobility that we need for whatever the activity is that we're participating in. So that's my little spiel on mobility. One, just assess mobility. If you have mobility restrictions, then make sure that you do things beyond stretching to start to incorporate that mobility into your movement patterns. The other point that I want to make about mobility is to really think: Do I have adequate or normal mobility for the activity that I'm doing? Because not everyone is going to turn into a super mobile person. Where you're extremely flexible, and that's not really geared to what activity you're doing. So, point there is that more is always not better. You need to have adequate mobility for your activity, but having excessive mobility sometimes that's not always better. So, just think about that with what you're doing. If you have adequate mobility, great. Maintain that and keep using it. If you have restrictions, do things to work on your mobility and incorporate it into movement and exercise so that you can maintain it. That's kind of the goal whenever we're talking about movement quality. And that brings me to the second point. The second point that I always emphasize is stability. So stability is something that we need in order to create movement or generate force in our limbs, especially, but through certain segments or joints of our body. We need to have a stable end, stable base for our muscles to actually function off of, and exert force on some other area of our body. So stability is key. What I often think about with stability is that there are so many ways to stabilize certain areas of your body, and not every way is created equally. Meaning that some are very inefficient. It can be problematic even to create that kind of stability, where other strategies are more preferred. So basically, what I want you to think of is that when it comes to stability, do you have adequate stability to do basically two things? One. Be stable so that you can exert force in the intended direction. I think that's huge because a lot of times when we lack stability, you're starting to create force in all these different ways. The movement starts to look not as clean. It just doesn't look as solid and as fluid as it could be. So that's the first thing. Make sure that you're stable so that you can direct force in the intended direction. And the second point is that we want to make sure that we're stable enough to cancel out any unwanted movement or force, and that's a real simplified or basic understanding of what you're trying to do with stability. So let me give a little example. So let's say like in a squat, right? If you need to direct the force down and up to squat a bar, let's say a back squat, are you actually pushing into the ground directly straight down and directing that bar or the force straight up? Or are you shifting? Are you maybe deviating laterally? Maybe deviating forward and backwards? The weight is going on your toes. Sometimes the weight is going on the heels. Is your pelvis rotating out of neutral position? Maybe you're starting to let your lower back arch a little bit because your core is not stabilizing. So all of these things is just making sure that you can 
keep the stable segment stable and direct the force in the direction that you intend to. The second point with that is a lot of times we talk about unwanted knee motion or hip stability, right? We want to make sure that we can be stable in the hips and the core and cancel out any lateral deviations or lateral excessive movement in our knees. So that's kind of what you want to think about with stability. The other thing too is if you stabilize with the right muscles intended to stabilize a segment, then you'll have less compensatory mechanisms, I think. You won't need so much help from other muscles to stabilize certain segments. So that's kind of how stability works, is that you wanna create a lot of stability in the areas that need to be stable in order for you to generate force and create proper movement. Now tied into those two concepts, the third point is that you wanna have good posture and alignment. I think that's huge. That's something that will clean up a lot of compensatory patterns, a lot of muscular imbalances, a lot of excessive tightness and mobility restrictions if you just have good posture and good alignment. If you think about when you were a young kid, right, and then you were playing a sport and a lot of times that's what they would get you in. Like they would say, get into a ready position or do this, try to get into this posture, try to align your body up in this certain way, right? Because posture and alignment is going to dictate how we're gonna use our body, how we're gonna use our muscles, how we're gonna tolerate or manage the types of forces, external forces that's placed on our body. So posture and alignment is huge. I can't stress that enough. And I will say that whenever it comes to posture and alignment, there's always small intricate details that we can improve on, even as we're getting better. So I think that's something to emphasize here. Of course, if you're just starting out, you're in a few years of training, right? Then just focus on the basics. Get the big check boxes out of the way. Make sure that feet position is good, core position is good. Make sure that your alignment is staying there throughout movement or motion. Make sure that you're facing the right direction, right? So all of these basics, check all of those off first. But as you get more experienced, as you start to progress and get better with exercise and movements, there's always small details that you can improve on. And those small details that you improve, that will make a big difference into how you're moving and improve your movement quality. So again, don't stress yourself out and we're not trying to be completely perfect, but just know that even as we improve and as things get a lot better, there's always gonna be ways to level up your posture and alignment and be a little bit more precise with how you're setting up. And that leads me into the fourth concept, which is muscle activation. I think this is something that often gets neglected or overlooked, especially when we're just focusing on the quantity of doing more reps, the quantity of loading our body with more resistance. So we wanna get back to basics and really focus on muscle activation. Now there's a lot of things that I could talk about this, but I'm gonna keep it brief. Muscle activation, the first step is to make sure that you have active control. You can feel what muscles you're working whenever you're moving. I think that's huge because I think oftentimes if we don't do the previous three concepts that I talked about, the posture, the stability and mobility, if those are lacking, then we start to use different types of muscles to execute the same task. Basically, we're using a complete different movement strategy to execute the same movement pattern, which is not ideal or efficient. So the first step is just to make sure that you have control, you can engage, squeeze, contract, and to feel the right muscles working in the intended exercise. So for example, if you're squatting, right? Obviously a lot of quads and glutes. You wanna make sure that you can actively feel your hips. You can actively feel your quads firing. And you can get feedback too. 
the next day after the workout, you should feel some muscle soreness, right? Within normal limits, of course. But making sure that you do have that control, you have that activation to squeeze certain muscles, and you also have that neurofeedback loop that you are aware that certain muscles are working. I do want to emphasize here that even with some high-end level athletes that I've gotten to work with in my career, oftentimes because of compensatory patterns, because of certain influences on movement, it's not uncommon to start to compensate and lose the feeling of activating certain muscles. So this is something that you always have to kind of tune up and revisit periodically, maybe through the calendar year to make sure that you do have that control. You're not losing that voluntary activation to certain muscles, especially when you're doing a movement or exercise that is targeting that specific muscle. So focus on muscle activation. Now, once you do all of that, the last fundamental concept that I want to go over is the tempo or the speed of movement. I think this is something that we don't incorporate enough of in training. We do a lot of faster speed movements or varying speeds in sports performance, in practice maybe, but we tend to not do this as much or as frequently when we're doing structured strength and conditioning. So everything on the spectrum of isometrics to reps, to faster reps, more explosive reps, all the way till plyometrics. You want to make sure to be able to incorporate all of these previous four concepts within appropriate measures to the tempo and speed of how you're controlling movement. Just because you move very well when you're doing it in a slow, controlled rep fashion, that does not mean that you're gonna use the same movement strategy whenever you're doing a plyometric. So for example, if you can do a bodyweight squat, right? You're, maybe you're doing some back squats at a tempo of maybe one second, a little bit more than one second down and one second up. That doesn't necessarily mean that you're gonna create that same motor control whenever you're doing like a counter movement jump. So that's what I wanna emphasize is that you wanna break things down and make sure that you have adequate control, you have adequate posture, stability, you're using your full range of mobility because you have the strength to do so, and you wanna make sure that applies to the faster and faster paced movements. And when you can do that, you're gonna really improve and elevate the quality of your movement again. And that's really the take home message of this episode. With these five movement fundamentals, mobility, stability, posture and alignment, muscle activation, and the tempo and speed of which you're doing movements, all of these areas, it will definitely help you to elevate the quality of your movement. It will help you to translate this quality into all your other activities, training regimens, sports activities, and that will really help you to maximize your benefits and elevate your performance. Yet alone all of the other positive benefits too. It will help you to be more efficient when you're moving. It will help you to reduce your injury risks, which is huge when it comes to sports, right? So we want to make sure that we're really focusing on some of these fundamental aspects aspects to improve the quality of your movement. And that is the take home message of this episode. Focus on some of these concepts, these fundamentals to really tune up your body and help you to move better, not only now, but in the long run so that you can do everything that you love to do and continue to do it at a high level. Other than that, that is all that I have for today's episode. If any of you have any feedback, questions, comments, things that you would like to see on this podcast or with my social media content, YouTube content, feel free to contact me. You can contact me on social media or email me at andrew at hnlmovement.com. I would love to hear any of the feedback. And for all of you out there, continue to train hard, train smart. Remember all of these tips and improve the quality of your movement. 
New podcast episodes are released every Tuesday. So everyone have a great week ahead of you. And until next time, I will be back here same time, same place next week. Until then, aloha. Aloha.